Hello and welcome to the podcast formerly known as Just a Pilot, now known as Comics Relaunched, brought to you by Into the Realm as a sponsor, and your hosts, Aaron Fowler and Jay Garcher. Sup? It's been a long, long time getting from there to here. Four months. I know. Work. Uni. More work. (laughs) Uni work. Uncharted. (laughs) It's all been getting in the way, but we've come back with the hottest mixtape of 2016, just for you guys. We're in this podcast will contain several spoilers about everything that we're going to talk about, which will include DC television, uh, DC and Marvel comics, possibly some indie, um, yeah. and we'll. Well, DC definitely, because we'll be talking about Rebirth later on, which we'll have to talk about stuff that's been going on in DC before we can talk about that. Essentially, Comics Relaunch will now be a spoiler-heavy show. But don't let that turn you off from listening to us. No. Go Go read this stuff. Go watch this stuff. Well, if you're not watching Arrow Flash or anything like that anyway, I don't want you on it. I'm only joking. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so just go and watch it. Come back. Listen to what we've got to say. And uh, give us some feedback. The um, There is no email at the minute, because we will have a new one. Um, but uh, in the meantime, if you need to get hold of... Uh, I want to send some feedback to me or to Aaron. Probably me. I'm probably more likely to check my emails. Uh, yeah, you... it's jcarcher16 at gmail.com so if you want to send any feedback about what you're hearing right now from quality all the way to content the... uh, we will look at it ignore it and then keep going <laughs> now the, uh, the Facebook page is the same Facebook page it has changed name it's under face- on Facebook under comics relaunch podcast which was literally changed about 5 seconds before recording this Yep. Um, the web address for that at the minute is still facebook.com forward slash just a pilot cast, but I will be changing that. Um, yep. So also now, you can get us on, get us on there. Give us a shout. Yep. I might set up a new Twitter. Give us a shout on that. Um, but next episode we'll be able to tell you a bit more. Indeed. Uh, feed wise. I do not know if I'm going to be able to change everything about the Just a Pilot one. This will be on Just a Pilot alongside, if we need to set up a new one for Comics Relaunch, there'll be another one there. But for the first at least two, three episodes, if we can't just change the name of Just a Pilot, they will both be on there. And just as a warning, if we do end up having to have another feed for Comics Relaunched, after those three episodes... For just a pilot's feed will just go. Yes, you'll be able to get all the stuff from back. The back is just a pilot, but comics relaunched will be on its own feed if it needs one. Hopefully, it doesn't need one because iTunes can be a bit of a pain to deal with. Oh, I love iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming up in this one, we've got some really good stuff. We've got rebirth. We've got an ex- a great. We've got an exclusive. A great exclusive from. A really nice indie artist. Lo- local as well to us. Yep. Cornwall, England, UK. <laughs> um, and some, we will be talking involved. heavily about Rebirth. 
There ain't going to be a lot of Marvel talk today. <laughs> uh, there's not been a lot of Marvel lately, apart from its... Uh, we'll talk about Civil War, films, Civil War yeah. 2, um, and stuff like that. But, so, what we're going to kick off with is a, just a brief sort of what we've been reading, what's been coming out from DC, what's been coming out from Marvel, what's been coming out from Indies. Um, mm. um, and or we'll start with the new stuff what's been actually going on in the universes as we speak then we'll talk a little bit more about what we've been reading from older stuff because now I stuck with it because we it was back ooh, I'm guessing it would have been about oh, it's a good while back now but I we talked about the DC graphic novel collection Yes, we did. I'm still collecting it. <laughs> I'm surprised you still are on board, especially after seeing some of the books that they've brought out. Yeah, some of them have been a drag. Um, mm. Majority, though, have been very, very good. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, but to start us off, shall we start with the biggie that is Justice League? Yeah. That, because... We've had this thing of four months ago, it was just, we were still kind of settling down from the Convergence era. Four months? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back when we were doing this regularly, we were just settling out of, the, of a post Convergence universe where. With DCU. Everyone was weird, except for the Justice League. Yeah. And. <clears throat> Again, it was another situation of Jeff John sticking his middle finger up to Dan Zio and Jim Lee saying, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, pretty much. And what <laughs> Which is what do... Rebirth sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And what he wanted to do with Justice League was go, let's make everything crazy. Oh, it's the craziest book. But yeah. as soon as I... Well, we're talking, it, talking about it now. We've been talking about this since last April? Because I think yeah. I think it's st- it started in Just League issue forty. It was like a pro uh, prologue to it. Um, that's when they um, sort of went. Crisis still happened, and then a month later, and Convergence said Crisis has never happened. Um, <clears throat> we then built up. I don't know if we ever talked about them getting their powers on this show. We probably did. That sounds about right. That we probably did talk about it at some point. Um. I'm not quite but sure. But if we didn't, we we'll just quickly we'll recap. Um, Superman became the god of strength. Green Lantern became the god of light. This is all new gods as well. Um, Batman became the god of knowledge. With the Mobius chair. Uh, yeah. uh, Shazam became the god of gods. And yeah. Flash became the god of death. And Lex yeah. Luthor became Darkseid. It was a, it's a weird time to be... A fan of the Justice League. It's However, time to be a fan of the Justice League. You've all, yeah, you've also got the fact that does everybody remember Forever Evil? The answer's probably yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was a bloody good event. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Crime Syndicate are back and absolutely kicking ass in that. Absolutely oh, kicking ass. Yeah. You got so the grid 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 downloads himself into Cyborg. Superwoman's pregnant, like we found out in Forever Evil, but now she's nine months on. She's about, she's about to plot what she has now in issue 49 yeah. she did um, but what I forgot until reading issue 49 that um, it was Mazar 
the Alexander Luther was the father. Because for ages, while we were reading Dark Side Wars, I was like, oh yeah, Ultraman's the father. Wait, no he isn't. This is the most powerful thing in the DC Universe now. Yeah. Um. So, and they also... At the beginning of the arc, they set up Grail, who was like a weird, evil version of Wonder Woman. Yeah, part Amazon, part, part... Dark Side. Apocalyp- I thought it was Apocalypian. Yeah, the um, what are they? Yeah, called? Dark Side was her father, basically. Yeah. Um, the they then sort of seem to forget that until like the last two issues, and then that well, just... they kind of just chucked Grail away and I, I was hoping that they would actually do a solo series at some point to see what Grail was kind of doing yeah yeah well because that's what I thought the Dark Side War special was going to be I thought oh this will yeah. be Grail and it did do a little bit with Grail um, but it was more about Jessica Cruz on her journey to become a Green Lantern um, but Which, that's gotten weird as yeah, well yeah we'll get to that later on uh, but yeah so Justice League if you have not been reading Justice League, it's got one more issue of Dark Side War, which, and then in a few months, will be put into a trade. Or probably a hardcover of all ten issues. Um, but then afterwards, you have uh, a one-shot story about Lex Luthor becoming the new Superman. Again, we'll come to that later. <laughs> and uh, a uh, Justice League flashback story of Dick Grayson meeting the Justice League um, but yeah so that's Justice League uh, I'm going to talk about Batman later on when we come to review and stuff because okay. 51 was a big issue um, now Superman Superman has been very very interesting since we last did an episode of this podcast there have been two Superman crossovers <laughs> yeah, he's been getting around a bit, hasn't he? So we had, coming out of DCU, we had um, Truth, which was the crossover that wasn't a crossover. Uh, obviously, Superman lost his powers, blah, 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 blah. Then we had three issues of each Superman comic that were absolutely boring as hell. But then we got into Savage Dawn. Now, reviewers were a bit harsh on Savage Dawn, I thought. It was a good book. Essentially... Dark side, uh, dark side, Vandal Savage. Conveniently, Vandal Savage turned up when Legends of Tomorrow started. Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they all started referencing that the Legends of Tomorrow used to hang out in places that never yeah, appeared yeah, before. Yeah. But yeah, they had so Vandal Savage had recruit over his millions of years of being alive had obviously had a lot of children. And this, yeah. he'd recruited all these children, and they were fighting alongside him. And it turned out that Vandal Savage had been was the one stealing Superman's power the whole time. Okay. The whole time it had been it had been Vandal Savage. So Savage has got all this stuff going on. Superman wants his powers back. Superman threw himself into a room at Argus filled with kryptonite to kill off the dead cells on his body, essentially using chemotherapy. Right. Gave him these weird kryptonite-fueled powers. He then flew into space with Vandal Savage, then fell back out of space, into the Fortress of Solitude, got his powers back. How that worked, wasn't quite sure. And that was Savage Dawn. 
it was alright. It was pretty good. Um, if you like Vandal Savage, it's a good story. If you like, if you're just interested to see how Superman got his powers back, it's a good story. What that then led to is uh, the last days of Superman, which was initially called Super League, but now has been changed mm. to the last days of Superman, which is a really, really interesting crossover. Okay. Essentially, what you've got is eight issues. Um, we've had five so far. Uh, each issue is, and they've brought back the triangular numbers that they used to have in the 90s when they used to do the crossover. So you'd have Batman, Superman, issue 23, and it would have then underneath it a little Superman symbol with five in it, showing as part five of that story arc. Yeah. Um, so the first issue was so, so good. It was Action Comics issue 51. And it was... The whole issue was Superman dealing with the fact that his powers may be back, but because of what he did to get them back by throwing himself into the kryptonite, he is slowly dying. And this will come into more importance when we get to Rebirth later on. The first issue, he goes... Before he goes to talk to Lois, before he goes to talk to Batman, before he goes to talk to Wonder Woman, well, first off, he talks to Crypto. That's the saddest bit. But he decides to go to see Lana Lang. See, now, that's an interesting one to even go to. Personally, I'm more of a fan of Lana Lang than I am of Lois Lane. That yeah. got me excited. Um, but it was just such a well-written issue. Every issue of this story arc is written by uh, Peter J. Tomasi, who will be writing Superman after Rebirth. And it was just such a well-written issue. And every issue since has been really well-written. They haven't been the best issues ever, but they're just so cleverly written, and the emotional beats are so perfect. Mm. Like, this, when, he tells, when he tells Wonder Woman, well, when Wonder Woman finds out more than when he tells her, it's brilliant, and there's a great moment in uh, Batman Superman, latest issue. Superman and Wonder Woman are flying, and obviously they split up after DCU, but they sort of rekindled things a bit. Batman's flying in the in the Batwing, he's like, oh, it's nice to see you guys have uh, uh, rekindled things a bit. Superman turns around and goes, oh, well, sir, am I seeing Batman be happy there? He's like, after all, Clark, you are my friend. And Superman goes, would you say we're super friends? Hmm? <laughs> I just, I just, the cheesy lover of DC that I am, that just got me so happy. Um, but yeah, so that's Last Days of Superman. That's all we've got so far for that. Aaron, do you want to hit us with something? Have you been reading? Um, yeah, so I'm actually going to do some Marvel stuff because we're not going to talk much Marvel, but I don't think I've been talk. We ha- I don't think a lot of people have been talking about Web Warriors. So this, essentially, th- what happened with Spider Verse became Web Warriors, which it's one of those books that you either love it or you hate it. That is pretty much how I can look at it right now. It's been a book with some intriguing highs, but when it's been low, it's been horrendously low. So you have Captain Britain um, 
Spider-Man, as I'm going to call him, or Spider-UK as Spider most UK. people. Yeah. Uh, you have Spider-Girl, or Anya, so the black suit Spider-Girl that came, kind of appeared in the late 2000s. Well, no, mid-2000s, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have Spider-Gwen, Mayday Parker, which was from the one-off when What If Mayday actually lived instead of Aunt May. Uh, Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir. And the, the Indian one. Yeah, along with Karn, because they didn't kill Karn in Spider-Verse, who's in control of the... Oh, web. yeah, the Inheritor, the, yeah. the one that was chasing after Doc Ock. Well, the story's actually quite... Their opening story, because they've now finished their first arc and they're now starting their second, was a story about essentially a really beloved Spidey villain that's not been... It's not had a lot of justice, really. <laughs> Especially lately. Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of played on that. So, Electro was the main villain of the fact that they had somehow found out how to also travel the webway. And you had a mixture of all these Electros and one which I believe was Earth Primes to be an absolute idiot in comparison to the rest of them who was helping Gwen. So you had some great moments of you had Gwen separated from the rest of the group and Gwen's kind of look at it all was kind of interesting because she went to an Uncle Ben who had powers. Um, I don't know which universe that was in, but it was a random one. Because, you know, every single universe has a, has a uh, spider if they haven't died. You then had the rest of the team going to the... Essentially, the rip-off of... Well, seeing as DC have a steampunk Batman, we'll do a steampunk Spider-Man. Yeah, we'll I make her a woman. I couldn't really get behind her in Spider-Verse. That was where I felt it kind of bombed, was that character just kind of felt forced. And it's like, here you go, here's that character. Oh, she's kind of replacing Gwen while we've got Gwen doing her own story in the same story. And the ending of it is essentially... I think it was UK and Anya. Well, no, it wasn't Anya. It was who else was it? It might have been. What was it? I can't remember who it was. Now. I think it might have been um, Anya. Stayed behind because they had to attempt to imprison all these electrodes in a Faraday cage, and they're kind of now become the protectors of the Faraday cage, while the rest of the team have got to try and. Re, like make do with what they got with you got the wise the ultimate wisecracking of Spider-Ham because he's a cartoon pig alongside the broodiness of essentially here is Batman in Spider-Man Noir but the Web Warriors is one of those ones of I would say give it a go with the graphic novel see if you can like it if you like Spider-Verse you'll probably like Web Warriors I don't know, because it's one of those ones of it doesn't it only has the side characters essentially of Spider Verse. If you like Spider Verse for the Parker story You like Spider Verse for Parker and Silk read Silk. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, essentially don't try it. But and if you liked it while for we're at that diverse... point, read Silk because brilliant. <laughs> well, don't read it right now because of Spider Women. Yeah, that forget that. Oh, Spider Women is 
again, Marvel does a, does an event and it's troublesome mm. because it's just let's we have three we have three characters with spider powers, all of whom have mainstay books. Let's make a crossover for them, and it doesn't really work. It kind of just feels that they've gone here is a crossover with them all appearing in each other's books, but it's still essentially the person's book. So in Silk, it's a Silk book. In Gwen, it's a Gwen book. It's just these two characters that come along mm. for the ride. So Web Warriors, you slightly recommend it. <laughs> give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a, give it a flick. Flick through. And while we're on that theme, yeah. let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man, because a very important thing happened this weekend. It was free right. comic book day on Saturday. Yes. And in the back of the Steve Rogers Captain America book oh, was a teaser one. for Spider-Man yeah. Dead No More, which is the big spider event of the year. Like, the right, year I'm, of I'm Spider-Verse. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, so essentially, over the last 12 issues of Amazing Spider-Man, there's been this 12-issue arc about this guy called Scorpio who's got this Zodiac crew. And that bit was all a bit meh. But a lot of the build-up seems to have been the return of the Sinister Six. Like, we saw Rhino, who was supposed to be dead. We've seen Doc Ock, who was dead. He's, his brain is inside the brain. The um, the robot that Peter Parker... That was part of the superior the new Sinister Six, which became the superior foes because Parker... Uh, Doc Ock edited him. Um... Lizard, Vulture, not Lizard, yeah, Lizard, Vulture, Scorpion, stuff, we've seen them, and Norman Osborn's been teased a lot to return. So we thought, oh, Sinister Six. Then we started getting these teasers called Dead, for Dead No More, these pictures, like Marvel do with their teasers, release one every day, until you've got the whole picture. The first one showed every Spider-Man supporting character that had died, which included Uncle Ben and just all the others, but no Gwen Stacy. You then moved on and saw Spider-Man villains that had died, mainly the Sinister Six. Then you saw Gwen Stacy with a guy with a wolf mask. Now, I believe what they've gone with that is he's supposed to be He's a new bit. Yes. So essentially what Dead No More looks like it's going to be from this teaser is for at least for a period every Spider-Man character that's ever died will come back to life. And most of them will be villains. Most of them will be villains. Because in that teaser alone you had Rhino, Rhino's wife, Vanessa Fisk, Wilson Fisk's Kingpin's wife, and Gwen Stacy. Just and it makes sense that it's Anubis because he is yeah. the, he was the Lord of the Underworld for ancient Egyptians. So However, we've got some crazy Egyptian magic going on right now. However, if they keep Gwen alive after Dead No More, I will be furious. I can deal with Spider Gwen, and to the limited extent I can deal with, I can't even say it, Gwen Paul. I can't deal with that. There's a reason why. It's, but it's an atrocity. It is an atrocity. Still. But I cannot deal with them bringing Gwen Stacy back from the dead 
the actual Gwen Stacy. That is such an important book, not just for not just for Spider Man, but for comics. The death of the Stacys. Mm. Yeah, it was the beginning of okay, we can take this stuff seriously. It was serious Spider-Man, essentially. Yeah. It was the first time that Stanley was like, right, let's write this book, and it's going to mean something. And people and have kept did. that. To a t- and there's been a respect. There was the whole, like, anti-Venom thing back in, mm. which was a clone of Gwen Stacy. That's fine. A clone, fine. Oh, the Carnage Spider-Man, story. we've yeah. dealt with clones. Not that we like dealing with clones, but we've dealt with them all since the 90s. Um, but, yeah, it's just Gwen. And if, if Uncle Ben... Oh, if, they, if they even bring Uncle Ben back from the dead for this short period, I'm going to be go, I'm going to be going to find Tom Brevo, or however you pronounce his name. I'm going to slap him in the face. I, well, actually, this is where we differ. I think an, uh, bringing Uncle Ben, even for, like, two seconds alive, would be kind of an interesting one, because it's going to be essentially Parker having to deal mm. with the demons of his past and we've already seen that Gwen is tilted towards a darker side so what if this is going to be an Uncle Ben who hates the fact that Parker didn't use his powers to save him and we have him guilt tripping Parker completely because let's face it a lot of the stuff he's doing right now is a little bit Stark-esque but he's nice still <laughs> he's still nice but it's that whole there is that cocky streak starting to go through him of the Stark. Although well, the latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man was brilliant because they had Tony Stark turn up with Mary Jane, mm. who now works for Tony Stark. Um, and they're having this rooftop party for Parker Industries. And uh, the ghost, who was, uh, is an old Iron Man villain, who's now a Spider-Man villain, turns up. And Spider-Man and Iron Man are arguing about who whose villain he is and Spider-Man showing about how deal. much he hates Iron Man and stuff like that is brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's, Spider-Man's going down an interesting route. Do we know if this is crossing over with the other Spider-Books? Or if it's just going to be slowly Spider-Man? So I would be intrigued. I'd be intrigued to see it if they even do like a, a... If Gwen is still running, which I think it will be by that time. Yeah. Of having the Gwen of two worlds... Like, Me, yeah. The spi- yeah, Spider Gwen meets with Gwen. one of the very few. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is, so from what we know, from what Gwen has said, she, from her travels, she is the only living Gwen that she has found. And we know Gwenpool somewhere exists. That's just ignore Gwenpool. It's a, yeah. it's a disgrace. It's a waste of time. It's but almost like as bad see... as what they did to the Justice Society in New 52. Not quite as bad. No. <laughs> but yeah, look, I would like to see it as this person who believes she should be dead now finds someone who should be dead. And it's going to be the hard thing of, that's me, but I should be dead here. Why am I alive here? Am I going to have to, in some ways, kill them mm. to set things right? Well, just to end this small segment, just hmm. Dan Slott has been writing okay. Sp- Spider-Man for a bloody long time now. Yeah, he's coming like, up for... He wrote, I think... he wrote... Started writing Spider-Man at Brand New Day. He went off of it for a while. Quite a big while, hmm. but then came back. 
But since 2000, I have no idea when he started, but I've been reading Spider-Man regularly since 2012. And he's been writing since then, and he was writing a long time before that. I think he's... I think it might have been 2010 he came on. Yeah, he's... I'll just Google it. I I think he's batting right now six, seven years. But essentially what I'm trying to say is that every time I regain faith in Dan Slott... He does something to throw it off does something that just makes me question if it's time for him to leave the book. Hmm. And personally, I think it is. I think it's time for him to leave. Yeah, I, right now I feel that Dan Slott has become Marvel's Jeff Johns with Green Lantern and Flash. Mm. Because, I mean, you look how long Johns was writing for Lan- Lantern. It was nearly ten, ten years. years. Yeah. He pushed the 10-year mark, and what he did for Lantern was an absolute miracle, because Mm. it was bombing. And he brought Flash a new lease of life. Slot has done that with Spider-Man early on. Slot's been on Spider-Man since 2007. On and off since 2007. So he's starting to close in on his 10th year. I think I read the other day that he's very close to being, other than Stan Lee, being the longest serving Spider-Man writer. Well, the issue being with him is, much like how Jeff Johns had up and down moments, I think we're always going to see up and down moments, especially when you've had a 10 year run. Yeah on an iconic character. Now, obviously, Spider-Man and Green Lantern are very different in how much they actually matter to people. Spidey will always be more important than Lantern, no matter how much they want to push Lantern. And thank God DC and their movie franchises are not pushing him. But at the core of it, you can't go too extreme with Spider-Man after the extremities that he's had. Mm. Without, because essentially you're just going to be repeating everything again. Yeah. And I don't think we should retire Spider-Man. Like no, Fantastic no, we don't but retire Spider-Man. We we'll never retire Spider-Man. That's immoral. It's immoral that they've they've retired the Fantastic Four. I it feels wrong not having a Fantastic Four book, even though I've barely ever read a Fantastic Four book. It just feels wrong. No, after reading the last Fantastic Four <laughs> book, it's a good thing that they took. But it's just, it's not right. <laughs> I wouldn't it say it's a retirement. There. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a retirement. I would say it's a vacation. I think we're getting to a hmm. point now that Peter Parker Spider-Man could take a little bit of break. And I know we had it with the whole Octavia Spider-Man. But it was still essentially Parker. I think it might be time. With all these new spiders. You've got Miles in the main universe. Who's now the Avenger Spider-Man. To maybe. Take a. Maybe only six months to a year. Just take it easy for a bit. And let all the other spiders do a little bit more. Yeah. Let's bring Silk to the forefront. As being the Manhattan Spider. Yes. Yes. I knew you'd like that. (laughs) 
Silk is one of the best new characters in comics in the yeah. last five five years. We Absolutely have Manhattan. Manhattan Spider is Silk. The Avengers Spider is Miles. You have the Web Warriors for whatever you need. You have the interdimensional one as Gwen. And you've got Spider you have... doing her stuff anyway. Well, she was never a spider to begin with. She's always just done what she wanted. Yeah. She's been... I said she's S.H.I.E.L.D. spider. Yes. So you have a spider for everything. And in a way, Parker doesn't feel like he fits right now with the all-new, all-different. Mm. It's an old spider trying to fit in where he used to be. And all of the spaces he's been is fit. It's filled. Yeah. So, sorry, Parker. I, I think you should take a bit of a vacation for now. But then again, I also think that Iron Man should. Yeah. <laughs> Especially That's with... because he's now the well, title. Yeah, he is what went from Captain America to Iron Man. That's a weird twist, essentially, for him to become the new flagship. Obviously, before we end this, Steve Rogers is back as Captain America, but so is Sam Wilson, but I have no idea how, because I wouldn't read standoff. <laughs> um... I, th- well, it's essentially... I think it's something to do with the Cosmic Cube. It's something ridiculous that regenerated... But, you know, it's, Steve. it's one of these things that's happened. That and I believe... I appreciate but yeah. I, I believe they're both on the same team in Civil War 2. I have to remember... No, have to they're watch. on opposite teams. Oh, yeah. It was one of those weird ones of... I, when I was looking through the roster, because it's, it's... So, of course, there are Civil War 2 people. Yay... <laughs> But um, they, <laughs> I don't get why Marvel kind of did this, but they've gone with, it's Iron Man still. But in Captain America's team, their leader is Captain Marvel Karen, Carol Danvers. Mm. So they yeah. just switched the captain over. Let's, this, I, let's, yeah, let's leave Civil War. I can't be asked. To get into All it. I know is I don't really want to read it, but it's a Carol Danvers book by 50%, and I'm annoyed at the fact that I'm probably going to end up having to pick it up. I don't know, but we, all we know is someone's going to die. That's about as far as I know, and let's hope it's someone important. Um, moving on to what we've been reading otherwise, I'm just yes. going to go through this really quickly. Go for it. I can't remember what the last one I mentioned that I've been reading was but <laughs> JLA Year One right. I highly recommend that brilliant book okay. um, resurfs uh, in the Justice League origin post crisis that's crisis on infinite earths um, essentially they took Wonder Woman Batman Superman out of the equation replaced and put Black Canary in there instead what I did like is they sort of alluded at a romance between Black Canary and the Flash only to smash it at the end and then tease Green Arrow Black Canary which I thought was brilliant which is what you yeah. want um, preludes are not not jokes yep. don't <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't keen Superman The Man of Steel John Byrne I highly recommend that probably one of the best Superman stories I've ever read right. A Death in the Family eh yeah, it's one Jason of those ones. Just, it is, it's just, it was the. It's indicative of his error. It's just kind of mediocre, oh, even if it was a major event. Lex Luthor, Man of Steel, very yeah. good. Earth Two, 
Not sure how I feel about it. That was when the, they reintroduced the crime syndicate, uh, Grant Morrison. It was it's good, but I think I need to read it again. Uh, yeah, the Lords of Luck. All right. Um, which is a Brave and the Bold story, which has focuses on Batman, the Legion of Superheroes, Supergirl, Lobo, Hal Jordan, and Adam Strange. It's quite a good book. It's got everyone in it, everyone you want to see. Yeah. Um, the Death of Superman. Surprisingly good. Except Guardian turns up at the last moment in the middle of a fight. Just for no reason. Who gives a shit about Guardian? <laughs> um, and Crisis on Infinite Earths. Which is bloody long. And can be really boring. Oh, Crisis on Infinite <laughs> You actually went through all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, got great I tried. Like Batman v Superman. It's got great moments, but doesn't but. pan out the whole way through. <laughs> oh, it's just so dry. Um, and I also just read, for the man who has everything, which I think might be my favourite Superman story. Yeah? It's bloody brilliant. I watched it because of uh, the Supergirl episode where they adapted it. Which was also brilliant. Probably the best episode of Supergirl so far, from what I've seen. I'm watching it as it's airing in the UK. Unlike Flash and Arrow, where I'm... While we're on that topic. Flash, still brilliant. I've called every second of it, because I'm a genius. You love the Flash. I do love the Flash. Hunt Zolomon. Called it. Um, Arrow. Eh, Actually, let me talk about Arrow for a minute. Because Arrow pissed me off this season. Uh-oh. Oh, this season has been very hit and miss. We've had great episodes, we've had awful episodes. But then they decided that the person who was in the grave that we saw at the very first episode of season four... Was it the very first episode of season four? Yeah. Yes. Um, was Laurel. Black Canary herself, Laurel. Oh, that was a bad call. So that's just shoved everything that you know from the comics out of the water but there was no build up to her death it was just gone it was like there was a few bits like uh, with Captain Lance working for Damien Dark with him threatening Laurel no one ever thought it was going to amount to everything everyone thought oh it's either going to be Felicity or Thea and you know, towards it, towards that point I was starting to think it was Diggle because they were more teasing that it was going to be Diggle in that grave than it was which that I would have been even more angry about because Diggle was the best character on the show Mm. Um, but yeah they just killed off Laurel and it just really annoyed me because they spent so much time improving her as a character this season yes but with DC it doesn't matter how many times they want to say oh we've got rid of all the resurrection stuff no there is about 5,000 in every universe to bring them back but they've put an errata on that this as well because Mm. they destroyed the Lazarus pit this season as well when you say V, you mean well, R, Lazarus. the main Lazarus pit in Nanda Parbat. Yes, one in the UK, so There's they're one fine. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. But I, one think, I think that point was, she's gone. She ain't coming back. Because there's a death that means something every season. True, but Actually, let's no, remember... Because Sarah came back. Well, let's also remember the fact that we now live in an Arrow universe which has got the magician's return. Appearing. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you have Constantine now in the universe, and kind of he. What, 
doesn't matter. It's once he's there, whenever they need to bring someone back, they'll just go through the, here is a like a two-part special of John Constantine and whoever he wants to bring with him going to hell to bring them back. Mm. I don't know. It might end up that she might come back. It might not. But it still annoys me. Um, but oh, I've yeah, realised I've realised what it is that makes okay. Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow the weaker shows. Shoot. Because if I'm not mistaken, Mark Guggenheim only mm. produces Legends and Arrow. But he directs... His name's not on Flash and his name's not on Supergirl. Right. Those two are brilliant. The other two, not so much. So my guess is he's got, a, <laughs> he's got a lot of sway with those two. Yes. Mm. Um, obviously, that's me being an idiot and just assuming things. But it also stems from my love for Kevin Smith, who hates Mark Guggenheim. So <laughs> and Kevin Smith came out and said, "Yeah, Kevin Smith came out and said him that his tenure with Flash has actually made him a better director." Yes. Um, the episode is on tonight, mm. as we're recording. Today is the 10th of May. Uh, it's on tonight. Uh, I'm very looking forward to it. Uh, all the cast say it's the best episode they've done. That's even if up Kevin to Smith it. says it's the best thing he's ever directed. Oh, which to be honest, to isn't hard. <laughs> but he's done some quite iconic things. The, he's done four brilliant things. Which is Clerks, Morats, Dogma, Chasing Amy, and the rest has been pretty average. But you know, I love him. Yeah. I love it all. But we'll move on. Um, so yeah, that's TV. That's that done. Batman v Superman was eh. Civil War uh, was pretty good. Um, Deadpool was Deadpool. And and X Men's out next week. Yeah, I'm hyped for X. <laughs> yeah, it does look good. Weird um, thing, I haven't watched Civil War, but I'm more hyped for X-Men. I wasn't hyped for Civil War at all, because I am bored of Marvel movies, but Civil War surprised me. Very good rendition of Spider-Man. Very good Black... You can. They made me care about Black Panther, so that's a triumph. Yeah, um, that's true. Ant-Man, slash, something else. Well, we're, spo- we're a spoiler cast now. Giant-Man! Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly that much of a spoiler when well, Lego brought yeah, it Lego out about four Franco months before. Both sport that. Um, yeah, Batman v Superman, great moments. Flash turning up, brilliant. Uh, nightmare sequence, brilliant. The final fight was pretty good. But the as beginning a whole, sequence actually well done as sequence, well. Brilliant. But as a whole film, not great. It, and now that's caused a load of problems with uh, DC and their movies. However, the wor- my personal worst moment of Batman v Superman, the ending. It dragged too long yeah, yeah. The everything you're sequence. like you're like oh it's gonna end now nope oh it's gonna end now nope oh it's gonna end now oh look Superman's alive <laughs> that was the thing is when you said to me um, that the ground moves to show he's alive I needed the I'll be honest I needed the bathroom so I was like come on just ground move ground move Stop showing the other procession. Just have the ground move. I really need yeah, to use the bathroom. There's a slight shake and a heartbeat sound. And it, it was so <sighs> stupid how long they w- wanted to dwell on that and not yeah. dwell on other things in that film. It's, I feel it's a butchered 
rendition of what Snyder wanted to do. And I don't think it is. I think it's exactly what Snyder wanted to do. And I think that's the problem. I think they let Snyder do too much. Because the mm. only reason they cut it down from what it is, it's four and a half hour original runtime, is um, because it was just too much. So I don't think it's a butchered version at all. I think it's that that was the problem, is that they let Snyder do what he wanted. It did feel kind of cut. Yeah, cut I don't think Snyder... Out. I think Snyder sat in the editing room and was like, stick this in, stick that in. Yeah, mm. it kind of felt a bit cut and taped together in places. Yeah. Um, before we move into uh, Standing Tall, we'll um, just talk Ghostbusters trailer. I don't even want to talk oh. about that. I just want to mention how disgusting it is. Uh, and it's nothing to do it, with sexism or anything like that. It's just, it's that's a poor trailer. And they're not treating Ghostbusters with any I think a few of the actors have said, that, can you, that was, yeah, they said it was pretty bad. Yeah. And from what you see from that trailer, they're not treating that source material with any respect. No. Um, Rogue One trailer. First time I watched it? Yeah. Second time I watched it? Yeah, baby. Um, looks interesting. I'm intrigued by Mighty Bottoms dying. It looks very A New Hope. Stylistically. Well, it's, it's, well, it's going to have that to. New, that that time, yeah. But everything yeah. feels old and mm. looks exactly like it should. It's just the one thing of... I, I'm not quite sure... I I'm could do without Felicity part. James, though. She's irritating. I I don't know if I, to be honest I don't know if I really want this to be a thing mate Rogue One I'll take any Star Wars movie at this moment in time that, yeah I, I, I get that it's just one of those ones I just I don't know if I can be having with it because essentially it's just a very minor thing minor like point of yeah we got the plans a lot of people died yeah and this is a story of how many people died to get the plans yeah who's I I was listening to someone the other day talk about that and they said that, yeah, we don't need to know this story. I think it, it might have been the kind of funny podcast. Uh, Colin mm. Moriarty, I think, said it. And he's he's really hyped for this film, but I think he said that this isn't a story that's needed. No, it's um, not. But yeah. I prefer um, over a bounty hunter story of, let's see more about Boba Fett. No, we don't need Which to we'll get in three years' time. Ugh, um, yeah. Oh, while we're there, we've got our young Han Solo. Well, by all rumours accounted. Old and Anna Rich, Richie Rich, Mr. Richie Rich. That guy. Uh, he's in Hail Caesar. Weird casting, looks wise. Um, but yeah, that's happened. Uh, Doctor Strange looks interesting. I don't know if I look. I don't know. <laughs> I. Well, okay. I'm the Doctor Strange fan. Um, I'm excited for it because it actually looks to be like the Strange film. That I would want. I love but this. It's not I love this whole thing about the Tilda Swinton thing, though. Yeah. Cause I, but they essentially, we'll just run over it. Tilda Swinton's playing the Ancient One, who is an old Tibetan man. Um, and to cover their tracks, Marvel came out and said, um, "Oh, we didn't want to cast a." Uh, an Asian actor because we didn't want to come across as stereotypical 
or and we definitely didn't want to and they did a really snide remarks like and we definitely didn't want to cast a Chinese actor to play a Tibetan character like right. the most of the internet saying a few days later George Takei comes out and points out that they've set this film in Nepal so you wouldn't be needing to cast a Tibetan character anyway. So you could have just no. cast an Asian person. And while we're on the topic, George Takei would make a brilliant ancient one. <laughs> he would. <laughs> but yeah, so that happened. However, if I was going to have one, Chow Young Fat. Yes. That's a different story altogether. Um, it's the Doctor Strange film I want, but this is where I get critical is with it. Is it the Doctor Strange film you need? <laughs> no, it's the Doctor Strange film that the Marvel Universe doesn't need yes. the reason why Thor is not magical and a god is because they wanted realism oh that's why out of the window come on yeah it's one of those <laughs> why on earth the have they gone Avengers. it's just one of those ones why on earth have you now gone here is Doctor Strange the Sorcerer Supreme you just decided no more magic and now you've brought in the Master Magician it's one of these it, yeah you know uh, it's like DC, it's like DC where they were like with Man of Steel, like, this is a grounded version of Batman v Superman. Uh, this is a grounded version of Superman. And then Batman v Superman happens, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, Doomsday. Doomsday! Oh, and Batman's got enough money to do everything he wants. And Batman and crawls, is here. And Batman crawls over walls like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, so were there any other trailers? Suicide Squad looks brilliant. I can't say anything else about it. The trailer does look that... Last yeah, it's was looking, awesome. It's looking to be it'll be good with the whole Enchantress and possibly oh, Joker on the side being villains. I'm liking I lo- that. I love Cara Delevingne so much. Um, right, moving on though. Yeah. To our exclusive ish. Um, I would say it's what it's a very it's exclusive to what we've seen. I've yes. not seen anything else about it apart from our stuff. So, um, Essentially, let's let's boil down the story of how this happened, of how the exclusive happened. So our sponsor, uh, Into the Realm, no many people coming in and out, and one of their clientele uh, goes by the name of Mark Ducrow. Now, he is, I believe he's a professional artist. Yes. By trade. Yes. And he said he was making a new book, a new independent book, uh, with his own team. Independently published. Yep. Um, he's, I'm pretty sure he's writing it as well. Yes, I believe he is on the right, he's at least um, a part of the writing team. But he came out asking if anyone wanted to look at it, that was a podcast, a radio show, anything like that, anyone wants to see it, let him know. And we're after a brief conversation with him over um, uh, online messages, emails, etc. We ended up with essentially review copies of the work to date as it stood, which was our cover, three pages, and a brief synopsis. Which are now also available online um, yes. on the Kickstarter page. This is where I'll plug the Kickstarter um, if you want to donate to Mark's comic to help him get it back, um, there is seven days to go with another thirty uh, percent left to get to their goal. Uh, the goal is the two thousand six hundred. Um, 
they're now at 1,926, so not that far to go. Um, that can be found by going on to Kickstarter and searching for Standing Tall. This is the name of the book. Yep. Uh, he has also said that he will willingly accept donations outside Kickstarter if you don't wish to do that and you want to, like... Because um, he also does uh, sell off prints of his um, other artworks that he's done. I personally have bought them um, when because we, we have met him yes, uh, at Yes, we met, uh, met him on Saturday, had a brief conversation with him. We might be doing an interview with him soon, actually, about his, yes. about his book. Um, but yeah, well, let's talk about the book. Um, so this is the synopsis that's on the Kickstarter website. Standing Tall is an entirely new action-adventure story of epic scope and magnitude. Drawing upon both modern life and gritty realism, Standing Tall follows the after-effects and fallouts of our anti-hero's exploits as he unleashes his own unique approach to saving the day. Issue 1, Money, 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 opens with Kid near, near to the start of his adventure. Look forward to him as he not only begins to find himself, but also he sets his feet firmly upon the path that begins to open up before him. But just who is Kid? Some people are born into power, others grow into it. Homeless for uh, for as long as he can remember, and with no knowledge of his previous life, the boy who christened himself Kid survived his formative years by stumbling and scrounging between gutter and waste bin, possessing a natural talent for problem solving. The story begins to tantalize tantalizingly unravel exactly who he is, where he's originally from, and what exactly he has planned for those who stand in his way. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. You can read it all there, but that's a yep. brief thing of what we're going to see. Um, but let's just... The art is beautiful. This... Now, I will be critical here. When we got offered this, I thought it was going to be as you see every now and again on the Reddit, some nut job came up with another idea and and wants to publish it. I was going, here we go. Let's see what craziness we got ourselves in for. And I am so glad I was wrong. Oh yeah, this is absolutely incredible. Uh, from we've only seen so far, we've only seen the first three pages of this book. Yeah. Uh, sort of just a setup of what's going on a little bit. Um, looks very heavily inspired by Daredevil Batman. It's very dark. Yeah, it's a very gritty look at everything. But yeah, it's just... Uh, well, I got to see quite a lot of Mark's work on uh, for Saturday. Yes. And... I also um, saw, bear with me just a minute, I'm just going to search on Facebook for something. Um, <clears throat> if you want to continue talking about the book, if you have anything else yeah. to say. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I don't know if Mark, you actually ever uh, listened to this one, but yeah, we we still are absolutely sad, by the way. If you can back this, then fantastic. But if not, everybody listening, just get the word out on this one um he is such a nice guy and we here especially hope for the best on this book and i'm probably going to end up uh donating to the kickstarter to help him along with it because yeah, i want to see this thing more. come to fruition um while i'm here i found yeah. what i was looking for 
post that Mark Ducro posted on his Facebook page. He has done a bit of work for DC. I see now. Which is a Green Lantern page. Um, oh yes, those Green Lantern, the Green Lantern page for yes. us. Yes, and it looks awesome. I don't know what this is for for DC. I don't know if it's I... for Rebirth or something, but. He said it was Green Lantern number one. Well, Green Lantern page one. I'm not quite sure. If you'd like to see page two, donate to my Kickstarter. Just click. Yeah. Click like. But really, give me money. Thanks. It's one of those ones of. I'm not quite sure if he's tied into how Jordan and the Green Lanterns or not. Mm. Or if he's was just trying to just like show off that he can do Lantern. Yeah. But. But it's for DC. He sent it to DC, so I'm, yeah, he's obviously been commissioned for it. But, um, well, we'll ask, we'll ask him about it when he's when we do our interview. If um, he can if say he can, anything about if can, it, if he can, yes. <laughs> because you know what it's DC Green Lantern. Like. Yeah, it's Green Lantern, and I'm a huge fan of this guy now. And knowing he's local, and we can kind of chat to him as like relatively easily in comparison to most of the artists and writers for most mm. of the books that we absolutely adore. If he is if he is actually drawing a Lantern book, I will be buying it multiple copies and hoping he will sign every single one of them that he actually draws. But that's <laughs> just me. <laughs> yeah. So, that is Standing Tall. Um, do stay... Do watch this space for an interview with Mark. Um, yep. not sure when we'll be doing it um, I actually finish uni this week so we should be back more on a regular schedule yep and um, we'll just have to schedule in when he's got the time to yep. do an interview uh, we've also got a possible interview with um, with David Dave, David, Dave the, who uh, owns Into the Realm yep and that'll be that'll be a very casual interview it'll just be sort of us talking about Probably Captain America a lot. Yeah, talking about like how comic books are kind of gone into, but also uh, if we can a little bit of the state of the comic book in, uh, industry as from a store point of view, because we you see it. From, most um, podcasts and stuff are always from the fan point of view. It's always nice to see it from kind of the business perspective. I know it will can be boring, but it will always go down the route of ridiculousness. With here is. The Cap Theorist, what on earth happened to Captain America story, so. Hmm. Yeah. Right, moving on. Just, Indeed. I want to talk more in detail about one specific book. Alright. Plus a couple of video games. Three video games, actually, as a matter of fact. Uh, depending on three video games, is... it might be a fourth in there. Alright then. Uh, <laughs> so, the first, first off. Yeah. There's a new book from Image okay. uh, by Carrie Andrews, who wrote Spider-Man Reign and yeah. just wrapped up his um, Iron Fist run before Secret Wars. Uh, it's called The Renato, Renato Jones and the 1%. This is a brilliant right. book. Oh, I've sat down. I bought... Because last week's comics, this came out last week... Um, it wasn't a great week for comics. Everything was a bit eh. Or but that was pretty good for me. I still have to read yeah, them all. But... For my books, it was a bit. For my books, it was a bit. Every issue, even the stuff that I enjoyed, I was a bit like, oh, come on. 
get on with it. Um, but yeah, this book, I left it till last, and it was right. absolutely brilliant. Do not be put off by the cover. The cover's a bit grotesque. Um, on the front is a half-naked woman with uh, crosses over her nipples, with a guy stood holding her with a massive gun in his hand. Oh, lovely. Um, but yeah, this book, essentially, this book is Punisher meets Batman meets Robin Hood. Odd cross, but it's sure. It's absolutely brilliant. It's sort of, he's a young man who's sort of inherited into wealth, um, but is not, but hates the wealthy. He hates the wealthy. Um, so he's going around and essentially you failed this city arrow style knocking them off one by one <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant oh almost dropped my laptop on the floor um <clears throat> it's absolutely brilliant um art is brilliant Re- Carrie Andrews is someone who can draw great set pieces and great mm. moments but his facial work isn't for everyone I'm not saying it's bad at all. I I love it, but it's not for everyone. It's quite stylistic. Um, if anyone who's read his Iron Fist run will know that it's all about wide shots and awesome action pieces. But yeah, so anyone, so I highly recommend picking that up if you are a fan of Punisher, if you're a fan of Carrie Andrews, if you're a fan of Robin Hood, if you're a fan of grotesque violence. And a little bit of nudie. Pick it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, four out of five for that. Um, I suppose for me then, maybe this is kind of the series to watch, and if you haven't started, you should have, is Lucifer. On the telly. Yeah. Although it's not on the telly. It's on the Amazons. No, the Amazons. But this is the uh, Vertigo book that was essentially revitalized around the same time as the Am- as the Amazon Prime series. Um, it's on yeah, issue yeah. 5 as of right now. I haven't read issue 5 yet, but I'll get there. Um, you are looking at the Lord of Hell, Lucifer, has returned to Earth with a shard of something that is slowly killing him, and with Gabriel, who is now mortal, coming to him and saying, Do you know who murdered our father? being God. Essentially, the book is going through the multiple realms of not only hell, but of other realities, and seeing how biblical characters have been affected, not only in a Lucifer world, but also slowly being affected by the fact that God and Lucifer have changed, so that God is now dead, so all the holy, all the heavenly bodies have kind of become a bit unhinged, and because Lucifer has left hell, hell is up in tor- is just kind of gone a bit weird into a civil war. Now, on Earth, there is a demon living in a jar who's telling everybody who he comes into contact with to just stab people. Yay. As you do. Um, it's a brutal book. It does contain nudity. Um, also like contains a lot of go at the minute. <laughs> I, well, I say it's got nudity. It's more of the fact it's got flaying. So, a uh, little bit... It's not as much nudity as you see cadaver-like bodies. It's not like Web Witch. No. Don't look in that book, people. 
it's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> but in a way, Lucifer needs to, especially when you're in hell, it's kind of, yeah, you yeah. need to see these, the horrible side of it all, because it is that whole, this is the things that happen in hell. I highly recommend it. It is one of those you don't hear enough of from many people, and it's been going. The series is, while confusing, is still amazing to look at and to read. So I would say it's a five for me. And before I move on to my video games, I just want to talk about Batman Fifty One. Yes. Obviously, it's the end of an era. Whether that era is a good thing or a bad thing. It's been a hot topic of our podcast since the beginning. Yeah, it kind of has. Now, for me, Snyder's is one of the better runs on Batman. It is one of the best runs. You cannot yeah, deny it's, that. It is, the be- it is one of the better Where I have standing an, runs. There's bits that I have not enjoyed. Um, there have been many bits I haven't enjoyed yet. Personally, I enjoyed Court of the Owls. I didn't lo- Loved Court of the I didn't Owls. love it. I enjoyed it. Personally, I loved Death of the Family. I thought Death of the Family was very clever. Yeah, I, I we reversed on that one. I liked it. I felt the ending mm. could have had some work. Zero Year was very hit and missed. Yeah, agree with you on that one. If it was shorter, it would have been brilliant. And I think mm. if I read it all as one now, it would probably be very good. Yeah, I've tried to. It's a lot better. Um, Endgame, personally, I thought was very good. I I thought the first half, the first, other than issue forty, I wasn't keen on issue forty. Yeah. Um, but the first four issues or whatever it was, I did very enjoy. I loved yeah. the opening issue of Endgame with where he's fighting the Justice League. That was awesome. Um, Beginning love, the ending hated. The whole James Gordon's Batman thing. No. Just. Uh, yeah, Mr. Bloom was a terrible villain. I don't care what anyone says. I just really did not enjoy it. Up until... I think it was issue 48. Or 49. 48 was the issue where... Batman and Joker were sat... On a... Uh, park bench. Both of them lost their memory. Both of them don't know who they were. So ba- Bruce Wayne doesn't know who's Batman... Joker doesn't know who's the Joker. And there's this great interplay between the two. Obviously, anyone who's been reading Batman will know, and will know how great of an issue that is. You dropped it at this point. You oh, are you yeah. reading it. Um, and then, from there, the rest of that arc was almost impeccable. It's hard to point a fault out of it. But issue 51 itself is the perfect way to round off an arc. There's no fighting. There's no problems. It's just Batman being Batman, checking around Gotham for different things. He's going everywhere. He's checking, he's checking Arkham. All the villains are secure in Arkham. He goes to see some see if there's any crime happening down in the poorer parts of Gotham. Nothing's going on. This is all going on while over the top is the latest column from Gotham Is, which is mentioned in the very first issue of Batman. Yeah, I love the fact that it threw it it back to that. It's gone full circle, and the whole issue is narrated by this Gotham Is column. 
And essentially the whole issue is saying that no matter what happens to Gotham, it will always get better because of Batman. And it's a, such a nice way for Snyder and Capolo to say goodbye. Although Snyder's not really saying goodbye. Capolo is. But but yeah, it's the perfect way to round off this thing. And it just end my end one of the best endings in a comic in a long time. It's just Batman stood on Gargoyle. And Alfred said, it looks like a quiet one now. A quiet night, sir. Do you want to come home and take the night off? Batman stands there. Nope. Just in case, I'm going to stand here on this gargoyle and check on my city. And it ends. Absolutely beautiful issue. Uh, a lot of people, some people have been telling me, oh, trust in Snyder. It'll be brilliant. It'll be brilliant. Oh, you know Snyder. It'll be brilliant. It'll be such a good payoff. The payoff wasn't worth the first half of the Jim Gordon stuff. I can understand anyone who dropped the book at that point. The only reason I didn't drop the book is I have these weird rules where I have to always be getting a Batman book, at least always be getting a Superman book, always be getting a Spider-Man book. I ditched my Avengers rule because they're all boring. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, so for for that issue alone, it's a four and a half. Not quite perfect. Not quite. Something missing. I think just an allusion to something to come would have been nice. Um, but, yeah, four and a half. For the run as a whole, four. Now let's move Fair on enough. to... Obviously, I'm probably going to make this a bit more regular now and talk about video games a little bit. A bit more pop culture. Yeah, yeah, throw a bit more in. Um... So, it's May, and since back in January when we did our awards show, I played no video games of 2015. (laughs) I on that. (laughs) I've played Fallout. I played Batman Arkham Knight, which wasn't bad. Bits of it were bad, but other bits were great. I played The Last of Us again. (laughs) Uh, But this year... 2016, I've thrown myself in a bit more for my Vigi games. I played through... Well, I say I played through. I started playing Final Fantasy Explorers. Was a little bit... Eh. Started playing the new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game. A little bit... Eh. Uh, Broforce. Which is awesome. You get a chance to get Broforce. It was free back on PlayStation Plus back in March, I want to say. Uh, it's just oh, a very right, fun yeah. game. Lots of popular culture references. Essentially, you play as loads of action movie stars. It's brilliant. It's so much fun. Um, but now we get to the important bit. This Now we're leading up to E3 and the rest of the year. This is where we start getting all the good games. Uh, first game is the Ratchet and Clank remake. What a beautiful game. Graphics-wise, story-wise, gameplay-wise, there's not, there's no real problem with that game, except that it is a remake, so it was like playing a game that I'd already played before. But it's so good. It's so much fun to play. It's so smooth. There's no control issues. There's no camera issues. It's just a great, fun, brilliant game, and that's getting a four and a half for me. 
because I have finished <laughs> that one. But in the last two days alone, I've spent a lot of money on video games. Annoyingly, it was only on two. This is what I don't like about this generation of video games. It's very expensive. <laughs> um, first up is Battleborn, which is the new uh, 2K game, uh, which is the creator that gave you Borderlands. This game is Borderlands meets League of Legends, and it is so much fun to play. It's just... It throws you straight in there. It doesn't mess about. You get so many different characters that you can that are all available in the game. You don't have to buy extra characters. There's no free rotation thing like on League. It's just you get all the characters, you unlock them as you progress through the game. Um, there are going to be five DLC characters with the first season pass. Uh, but yeah, it's just a fun shoot 'em up arena mode game. I'm not going to give it a score yet because I've only played it for a day. For now, possibly... The first of two very, very important games of this year. Yep. Which is, and the first one, and this is the end of an era. And in the first, my first play of it, which I played for roughly about three, four hours today, it came out today, I cried because I didn't want it to end. And that is Uncharted 4. For me, the Uncharted series is my favourite series of video games. For years and years and years, it was always Final Fantasy, until I realised how much actual crap there is in Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah, they do pass. But Uncharted 4, it's exactly what you'd think it would be. It's beautiful, it's fun, it's brilliant, the characters are great, story's great. The action's great. Everything about it's great. So far, I'm not going to rate it higher than three. I know there's a lot of competition with people. Some believe three's better. Some believe two's better. I'm personally believing three. Um, but yeah, so Uncharted. I am going to give this a grade now. It's five out of five because it's Uncharted. They're wow. all five out of five. They're all 5 out of 5. It's Uncharted. They're the best series of <laughs> games that's ever been made. There's no doubt about it. And I will fight anyone that argues with me. So much so that when I was in-game and I realised that I had £15 on my game card. How that's happened, I have no idea. I bought a Nathan Drake Funko Pop. <laughs> and he's now he stood in front of my TV for when I'm playing Uncharted. <laughs> I wondered if you, where you got that one. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going to... Because you didn't tell me when I was buying the game that I had £15 on my card. Yeah, that's true. So I was like... And then when I got my receipt, I saw it, and I was like, well, I'll take Nathan Drake then, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Uncharted, buy it, play it. Uh, also, Love if it. you haven't played the others, if you've got a PS4, Nathan Drake collection. If you've got an Xbox One, buy a PS4, Nathan Drake collection, because you don't want an Xbox One. What do you get on an Xbox One that you don't get on PS4? Halo and Gears of War? Nah, mate. You want Uncharted and The Last of Us. And, because we're now a spoiler cast, the very high possibility of the return of Crash Bandicoot. Because, yeah. in Uncharted 4, there's a scene 
with Nathan and Elena sat on the sofa, and he challenges to her to beat his her high score on his on her TV game thingy, as he calls it, because obviously he's an adventurer. He doesn't spend a lot of time playing video games. He sits down. He loads up a PS One, which is already brilliant. It does all the classic PS One opening stuff, the orange circle, the original PlayStation logo. And then Crash Bandicoot comes on the TV and you literally play a level of Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted. There's n- they wouldn't have put that in for no reason. They wouldn't have just put that in as an Easter egg. That has to mean something. It has to. It will. I- I'm pretty much... That's got to sure be, be an announcement at E3, isn't it? Yeah. There's just... You wouldn't... If it was just if you wanted to put an Easter egg of Crash Bandicoot, you would have maybe put a Bandicoot in the wild while you're playing Uncharted. Oh, you'd put in the fruit some in there. Or something. <laughs> you just put the fruit in the um, yeah, yeah. And Aku- like they mask. did with in the first Uncharted with Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Where you one of the relics was the precursor egg. The mm. precursor egg. You just you'd pick up a, the Aku Aku. It has to be. If there's a new Crash Bandicoot game that's like the old games on PS4 with super duper graphics, mate, and Naughty Dog's making it, if Naughty Dog's making it, my life's complete. Because that means within the next few years, I will have the end of Uncharted 4, I'll have the end of Uncharted, Final Fantasy 15, which I've been waiting 10 years for, Kingdom Hearts 3, which I've been waiting 10 years for, (laughs) The Last Guardian, which I've been waiting five years for. Mate, it's the best time to be alive for video gamers my age. Just everything's well, coming back. And well, here is a new Pokemon game. This is where my <laughs> news comes into it, because they had an announcement today. And their announcement was release date. November 18th. The starters. Towley. Uh, they are <laughs> uh, Poplio, a water-type seal. Oh, no, he's brilliant, isn't he? Litten, the fire-type cat. Yeah, I can less about and my boy, Rowlet. Yeah, mate, he's definitely The grass-flying owl. He's definitely my star. He's brilliant. Oh, he's my boy. Oh, he moves his head. <laughs> uh, they also showed off the two new legendaries. No, no names, yeah. No names, no typing. I'm guessing it's... they're psychic. Uh, probably fire psychic and dark psychic. Yeah, oh, that's gonna be deadly. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at one's a bat for moon and the lion for sun. This is it just me? Does this generation feel really quick since the last one? It is a lot quicker. Or is it? No, it can be because black and white was 2010. Um, black and white was 2010, so X and Y was 2013, so it's three years. Pokemon Diamond I... was 2007. So yeah, it's about three years. Oh, never mind. No, it's about right. <clears throat> it's felt a bit But we didn't get a Pokemon game last year. No. We had Mystery Dungeon instead of a remake or a uh, yeah. new game, which was disappointing. But yeah. It's looking like our... Well, it's in Hawaii, which I won't yeah. really confirm. Um, in the Alola region, because, you know, Nintendo are being completely <laughs> on the nose, on the nose with it this time. Um, 
It looks like our characters are still older as well. Yeah, yeah, it looks a bit older, sort of thirteen, the, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, you're looking at the, like same like with the um, X and Y ones. You're looking thirteen, fourteen age. Might be looking at changing your um, style. They've also added in a new skin color for people. So yes. there's now four to choose from, which is actually quite cool to see that they want to go with the diversity. Um, we didn't show anything else off apart from those three. Uh, those five, rather. Yeah, that's all we know so far. But November. I'm happy with that, yeah. November. This is uh, this is later than the announcement for uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. I've just got them the wrong way around, haven't I? No, I haven't. No, uh, they're right. No. Um, yeah, because that, that felt like that was the beginning of the year. Jesus, we're in May, Aaron. I know. <laughs> and, we're not, and we're nearly halfway through May already. Anyway. Let's move on to the most important thing that's happened in comics since the New 52. Because Marvel <laughs> stuff doesn't mean anything. Not too Secret much, Wars. No. Oh yeah, Secret Wars is destroying the Marvel Universe. What do we get at the end of it? The same universe, but Old Man Logan and Miles Morales are here. Great. Um, but yes, so, on May 25th, which is two weeks away today, not only does Scooby-Doo Apocalypse come out, oh, for God's sake. which I'm well hyped for, also, no, uh, two weeks tomorrow, not two weeks today, I keep thinking it's Wednesday for some reason, we will have Rebirth, DC Universe yep. Rebirth Special, number one, one shot, 80 pages for $2.99, which if you're shopping it into the realm, is £2.25, bagged and boarded. Um, essentially what I've got here from what I've read online from interviews with uh, from the Rebirth event that they had at WandaCon the DC previews book that was released last month and anything else I've seen about these books I've compiled a document which has everything I know so far about Rebirth and we're going to go through it all. Oh, if you're still God. with us, you might have a well bit done. of time. I thought we were going to be done by now, but no, we're not. We've got a lot to go through. Uh, so, Rebirth, issue one, the one-shot special, which will kick this all off. Essentially, how this is going to work, this is, a, rather than being an event, is a line-wide initiative. Everything will go back to number one. Um, most of them will get a wipe as well most of them will be wiped uh, new jumping on points there will be teases in the 52nd issues of everything and any other issues that are leading into it uh, um, but yeah this is what's going to happen every issue every book will be well most books will be twice a month all at $2.99 $2.25 mm-hmm. um, uh, but the first month most books will be a rebirth special, then issue one. And we will begin with Rebirth, issue one. Written by Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver. Uh, there are a lot of names that are hard to pronounce in this list, so I apologise now. But, so, what I know about this book so far, there's a big emphasis on to, on avoiding spoilers 
when this book comes out. Um, however, when it comes out, we're going to spoil the shit out of it on this show. <laughs> oh God, yeah! When it comes uh, out, we're dropping all the we're dropping all. I'm the going to try and read every single Rebirth special number one and possibly every issue one. That might hurt my wallet quite a lot. Uh, not just that, it's going to hurt your mind when the fact you're going to have to go through the, like, Harley and stuff. I probably won't actually do that. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a few yeah, there. The majority I'm going to read, and we'll do like we did with DCU, where we'll, any issue we read, we'll talk about it. Um, so yeah, big emphasis on avoiding uh, spoilers. In this one book, there will be four chapters. Loss, Legacy, Love, and Life. Legacy is a key word in this in their initiative. Um, apparently, DC has lost its legacy, and Rebirth is doing what Green Lantern Rebirth did, Flash Rebirth did, and completely revitalized characters. But here, they're doing it everywhere. And essentially, it means that what the New Fifty Two took away, that we will be having it brought back, except possibly one character that we'll get to in a bit. Well, yeah. A character will die. Superman. Yeah, New 52 Superman. Because of last days of Superman. Yeah. Ah, there's a crane fly in my room. Bugger off, mate. Um, Three characters will be reintroduced with the promise of more. Now, technically, you can't class pre-52 Superman as that, because he's already been introduced in... Yeah, he's already there. And you can't class Parallax, because he's already been done as well <clears throat> what we what my guess is one of them is Ted Cord we'll I was going to say Cord is definitely one Jay Garrick maybe um Jay Garrick would be because there's been a lot of tease with the Justice Society no announcement of Justice Society book I'm afraid which saddens me deeply um but that makes the most sense to me with Jay Garrick on the Flash kind of ish um um, they are Indeed. saying these are pre-52 characters. Yeah. So that would make the most sense to be the first yeah. one that comes through to, to start bringing through... Oh, the original the original Justice Huntress. Say. Maybe Huntress? Because it was have, the last, do have the last one. Was, yeah, the last one was the Earth 2 Huntress. Yeah, there's, actually, the yeah, there's actually no pre... There's no New 52 Huntress. Mm. So I... Because of one of these books, um, I would say it's Huntress. But yeah, they said three characters will be introduced, but with the promise of more. So we're just going to get to see everything we love back, except one yeah. character, which we'll get to later. Um, a secret will be revealed that dives into the nature of why the DC Universe is the way it is. Now, this might not be in DC Rebirth issue 1, but this might be in Justice League issue 50, which is the... Um, the reveal of the Joker's identity, which I'm not that keen on. Oh, uh, I, I have a, I have an inkling that that was one of the main reasons why Jeff Johns started this rebirth initiative. Yeah, <laughs> we want to reveal the we want to reveal the Joker's uh, thing. Can I do a thing that might wipe that? Literally a month afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> um, Batman will become focused on a mystery that will change everything he knows about his greatest villain. That's definitely the reveal of the thing. Yeah. Um, it will introduce the greatest threat the DC Universe has ever faced. They say this every time they do an event. Um, yeah, and Spinning out of Rebirth will be the reveal of the Joker's identity. Rise of the Seven Seas, which was what Jeff Johns teased at the end of... What was the 
Throne of Atlantis. Was that it? The Aftermath oh, Justice League yeah. story? Yeah, that was the Justice League story of Throne of Atlantis. <clears throat> and a top secret element called Rebirth Redo. They're using French. They're getting fancy. Yeah, they are. Um, so that's Rebirth issue one, which then in June leads us to our core books, which will have Superman, which is twice monthly, written by Peter J. Tomasi, and we'll have a rotating art team, main artist Patrick Gleason. It is the pre-52 Superman. There is a big family focus with Jonathan Kent and Lois Lane. Uh, Jonathan Kent's powers are growing, and outside forces are trying to pull the Kent family apart. Now that's a book I'm getting, because Peter J. Tomasi is doing a hell of a job on Superman at the minute, um, and it looks like Superman is they're making Superman the flagship for DC again. Which makes so me making him the classic family man, which is what mm. DC's been milacking in like, lately. Well, on, the, on the subject, action comics, going back to the original numbering of 957, will also be t- twice a month, with Dan Jurgens returning, and Patrick Zerka on art. Luther has become a new Superman, which is going to be teased in Justice League. Um, and he's in Metropolis, and Clark isn't happy about that, so he's going to fight Luther, but then they're also going to fight Doomsday. And that story arc's called Path of Doom, I think. Um, Batman, twice monthly. Uh, Tom King will be writing, who's currently writing Vision, uh, Green Lantern, Edge of Oblivion, or was that the last one? Uh, no, Edge of Oblivion is the current one, yeah. Books. Yeah, it's a current yeah, yeah, one. one of them. And he's also doing Omega Man. Um, he's writing Batman with David Finch back on art for Batman. However, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel with this book. Because I'm not a huge fan of Tom King. Mm. I quite, He's alright. Uh, and David Finch. I'll never trust the Finches again after their Wonder Woman run. Um... <laughs> Bruce is back as Batman, Gordon's back as the Commissioner, and everything's back where they belong, but a new hero calling himself Gotham wants to save Gotham City from the Dark Knight. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'm feeling about this book. I'll that probably... sounds like a very under-the-red-hood story again. The first, I'll get at least the first, up until August. When, yeah, I'm going to jump back on with this. When cause... they get to, I'll get to why in a bit. Yeah. So, up until August. Uh, Detective Comics... Going back to twice monthly, uh, for some reason I didn't put what the number was back down. Um, Rise of the Batman. Batman and Batwoman start training Tim Drake, Cassandra Kane, Stephanie Brown, and also seems that Clayface could be in for redemption. Sounds fun. I, <laughs> I, dislike, I dislike this mainly because of the tr- Batwoman is training, not, is training Tim Drake. Tim Drake was the like most heavily trained Robin of every single Robin, and yet he's the he's, one needing training. The interesting thing about this is he's back in the Robin suit. He's in a variation of a Robin suit. Yeah, cause it he's still looks got like red... Damien's. Ro- yeah. it looks like Dick Grayson's Robin suit from New Fifty Two. Yeah, very much so. But it's got two um, R's on the front instead of the one. Yes, so it's got he's still Red Robin, but the costume's more traditional for a Robin. Yeah, which is annoying, because I did like his um, B-52 suit. But, yeah, that will be written by James Tinian and Eddie Barrows, which will be twice monthly as well. I'll give it a go, because it's Tim, but I'm not holding out. Aquaman, Dan Abnett still, and Brad Walker on art. The Drowning, a new black man story. 
This I'm quite excited for. That's about for it. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited because it's like it's a Manta story. We haven't seen many of those yeah. in ages. Yeah, so that's not really very new, but it's happening. Uh, now an interesting take here: Green Lanterns with a Z, with a Z, not a Z, as a an S. S. Also twice monthly. All the books of the first month, I think, are twice monthly. Um, uh, not all of them. You sure? Co- yeah, a couple of them. No, for the first month, they're all twice monthly. Really? I yep. thought the Titans ones are. Titans in the first month. Ah, the Titan Rebirth special is in the first month, but the Titans, Yeah, but afterwards, I don't know. I think it's out later on. Um, Green Lanterns by Sam Humphreys, who can be quite hit and miss, and Robson Rocher. It's called, the first arc will be called Red Planet, and after the events of Justice League, Jessica Cruz is now full-time Lantern, yep. which is cool. And her and Simon Bath will be fighting off the Red Lanterns, which are now led by Blees. Which is awesome. So apparently there's a lot of tension between the two two Lanterns. You don't get quite get on. And there will be a rogue guardian. Mm. Ganthit, probably. <laughs> it's always uh, Ganthit. <laughs> well, Ganthit's been the one that's dis- that disappeared during the whole... New 52 event Zeke was well he was told to disappear it'll be Ganthit it's always Ganthit yeah Um, The Flash twice monthly which I'm happy to announce has lost Robert Vendetti and Van Jensen yes boys Um, Joshua Williamson who's currently writing Illuminati which is pretty good from what I hear Um, and Carmine D. Giandomenko I'd probably butcher that name but uh, Lightning Strikes Twice is the name of the first arc. Uh, Wally West is now is now Kid Flash. This is what annoys me. This is what I kept saying we'll get to in a bit. You bring in loads of characters back. The one character that pro- people probably want more than any other character in the DC Universe. And they're not bringing him back. And we've still got the Kid Flash that we've had through the New 52. Yeah. That seems to me like it's a diversity thing. It's a diversity for diversity's sake thing. Which is a shame, because I'd love to see the return of Wally. The real Wally. The proper Wally, who's not a miserable little kid. But he's not a miserable kid in any way. He is starting to smile. (laughs) Yeah. But still. uh, There's a new speedster in town called Godspeed. Uh, not sure if he's a friend or a foe yet. I'm guessing he's probably going to be a foe. Uh, random citizens are being struck by lightning, lightning and giving them access to the Speed Force. So it could be interesting, or it could be another repeat of Vendetta and Vengeance's run. Um, so far, by the way, I am picking up at least Superman, Action Comics, Batman, and uh, Flash, and... Basically, this month is the busiest month for me. Because uh, the next book is Green Arrow, twice monthly, who's being written by Ben Percy, who's been writing Green Arrow since issue 41. And the art will be by Otto Schmidt. Is also, yep, twice monthly again. The Death and Life of Oliver Queen. Now, the New 52 did something to Green Arrow, which was horrible. Yeah, it took away his goatee. And, they, and that, they've given him back, that back. Yeah, I saw he's that. He's not got his hat back. He's still hooded. 
but that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm okay TV with that. Show and that. Yeah. But they took away Black Canary from Oliver and Queen. And Chili. And it's Chili. I want to see the return of the Chili. Um, but oh, sorry, Black Canary's been kicking about. The Chili disappeared completely. That's the However, greatest travesty here. In this book, Green Arrow and Black Canary will finally be reunited and have to fight a new threat to Seattle because that's where Oliver Queen lives now. Um, so yeah, yeah Green sense. Arrow, we're on board. Now this is probably the next book is probably the book I'm most looking forward to from Rebirth. Right. And that's the twice monthly Wonder Woman, written by Greg Rucker, who's back on Wonder Woman, and Liam Sharp on art. Greg Rucker will write Lies, which will run through the odd-numbered issues, which will tell a present-day storyline, while the even issues will tell Wonder Woman Year One. I'm all for that. (laughs) <laughs> Which is interesting, seeing how just recently Grant Morrison has released Wonder Woman Earth One. Um, Earth One. Which is annoying. So don't get confused here, kids. It's yeah. Year One and Earth One. Uh, so essentially, what this Year One is supposed to do is apparently due to Rebirth, Wonder Woman isn't completely sure who she is, and it's going to streamline her origin. So they're going to take every bit of origin they've got of Wonder Woman, smash it all together. And Finally, make something that makes sense. Hopefully, um, yeah, they'll probably com- probably confirm her heritage. Whether it's going to be the clay one or they're going to go with the New Fifty Two God one, and then it was quite. She did. It was quite a while ago. Have you got your DC preview book there? Yes, I do. I've written something about Steve Trevor and Etta Candy, but I can't remember why I put that down. <laughs> uh, It'll probably both. be in the front bit with all the information rather than the solicitations. Uh, so, not so much deadly images. Uh, Steve Trevor's got to be there. Etta Candy has to be there. Rucker says, you think you know Barbara and the cheater? You think you know what's going on with Ares? So was, wrong. was I just that they're going to appear? That must have been what They are me. confirmed to be appearing in the year one. Because so my next see... bit is Cheetah and Ares will also be important. <laughs> yeah, so Cheetah and Ares look to be, they will be appearing which I'm all for. As probably the first, like, as probably, Cheetah's going to be your first villain for Earth uh, for Year One. Yep. And Etta Candy and uh, Steve Trevor are also very important for the Year One mythology, because Steve's the first man she ever sees, and I don't remember what Etta Candy did. Yeah. But uh, she'll also be there. Now, for the rest of the books, I have a lot less information, and I'm going to need you, with your DC preview book, ready. Right, I'm maybe on your it. Google ready. Because from here... I've not put down if they're twice monthly or not. I don't know why I did that. Uh, okay. um, but this is from July onwards, so they might not be in the preview book. Uh, oh, no some, of them, no, some of them aren't, yeah. but some of them... Uh, a couple of them so, probably. starts off with July. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Ethan Van Skyver on art, which is good. But unfortunately, Vendetti is still writing. Yep, and it's the reason why I'm not doing so, it. And Hal will lead the Corps against the Sinestro Corps. And that's all we know. Um, actually, I might try. I might try, but it's one of those ones of... They're trying to bring back the old, here is the Celestial Core War again. Yep. And, yeah. Now, the next one, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up. It depends when they announce the writer of a book we'll talk about a little bit later on. Is 
the main Justice League title. Written by Brian Hitch, which might be good, might be bad. An art by Tony S. Daniel, which is okay. Uh, the new team is Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Simon Baz, and Jessica Cruz. And I've also read somewhere that three more members are going to me- uh, join or something like that. Hopefully the Atom joins. I want it, I want to see the Atom back in the Justice League. And not Atomica. Yes. I want the Atom. Ray Palmer, the Atom. Uh, okay, no, that's Justice League 52. I'm pretty sure Justice League is definitely twice monthly. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Um, now I have to change this because I got the name wrong here. Um, I'm going to need your expertise with your DC preview book at hand. Right. New Superman by Gene Yang and Victor Borgadonovich. Again, I apologize for the name. DC will de- debut a new Chinese Superman who is called... Kenji Kong. Nope, he's not. They've changed the name. I. They've changed the name and they... They've changed the name since the preview book. Uh, it's Keenan, some, something Keenan. I am. New super hyphen man name. Uh, 14th of April, 2016. This will be... That will be... No, they've definitely changed the name. Yeah, no, here it is. Uh, so it was Kenan, uh, or Kenan Kong. And in the preview book, it's Kenji Kong. And I'm pretty sure in the book... It's something in the in the last days of Superman thing. It's something else. <laughs> so they changed his name. I don't know. I can't guarantee you on that one. But oh no, they've also now said Kenji as well. So they've they've I think they confused themselves. Which I don't they, know which name they're using. But essentially, he will inherit the powers of the new Fifty Two Superman, uh, and that's spinning out of the last days of Superman crossover that I was mentioning earlier. And they said something about building the Justice League China, which um, a lot it of might this, be them trying to bring in Black stuff, You can't guarantee will be in these books. This is just things that I've read online. I've, yeah, I've read in books, read, seen and in, heard in interviews and stuff like that. Um, Nightwing, Tim Seeley, who I'm pretty sure was right in Grayson at the minute. I believe so, yeah. Uh, and a rotating art team. No one of huge note. But uh, Grayson is Nightwing once again. And this time he's back in the blue. It's about time. Uh, he's taken on the Parliament of Owls. Which means the Court of the Owls back. And will also have a new mentor. Yes. Um... Probably something similar to do... Because it seems to be that this Grayson is still going to be under the effects of the New 52. Yes. Of the Crime Syndicate and Spiral. Yes. But, who knows. Um, Batgirl. By Hope Larson and Raphael Albuquerque. On art. Which annoys me. Because if you're going to have Raphael Albuquerque on a regular book for DC, why do you put him on Batgirl? Yeah. <laughs> But it seems uh, that seems to be continuing a bit from where it is at the minute. But it looks like Batgirl's going backpacking around the world. Cause yeah, she's 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 on her gap here. <sighs> and then we have Batgirl and the Birds of Prey by Julie and Shauna Benson, who write the 100 for the CW. 
which is a very boring TV show, which I don't really want to get into now. It's loved, but I don't understand it. Uh, but uh, Barbara is leading Black Canary and Huntress, as well as a reptile from the look of the cover. Um, I don't know who that is, but uh, it's, it's... there's a new villain who's calling themselves the Oracle, and Huntress has a revenge agenda. I'm pretty sure in the preview book it doesn't mention who that lizard is. No, it's it's not. But they're also saying that there's a new character that won't even use a pronoun when discussing who is Oracle. So there's assumption that there might be an Oracle along with a Batgirl. Yes. Uh, next up, The Hellblazer by Simon Ol- Oliver. I have it nothing on this There's no book. information about it, except I think I heard somewhere that Swamp Thing is going to be a, get- as a co-star in it. That makes a lot of sense because of where they've both come from. But if they've, because it's gone from the Hellblazer to Constantine, to Constantine the Hellblazer and back to the Hellblazer, are they trying to get it back to what it used to be? Yeah, they're trying to get as close to Vertigo without being Vertigo. So from Hellblazer to Constantine to John Constantine the Hellblazer, <laughs> now to the Hellblazer. Mm. Um, if they drop the the obnoxious attitude that was in the last run, then I'll be okay with it. Well, the next book is the book I'm most torn about for the whole of DC Rebirth, is Red Hood and the Outlaws. I love the concept, but Scott Lobdell's still writing it, and it's Red Hood. (laughs) But Red Hood... Don't bash bash him that much. But but bash Lobdell. Uh, Red Hood leads a new set of Outlaws. Bizarro and Artemis. So essentially he's made a dark version of the Trinity. Which sounds awesome. Yeah. And there's a new are... villain who's trying to uh, stake out the Gotham underworld. I'd like to oh, see no. if... Sorry, he... uh, apologies. He's now known as a villain, the Red Hood, and is trying Excellent. to make... Uh, trying to take out the Gotham underworld undercover. Wouldn't it be interesting if they just went in with these are the new Justice League Dark, they're not magicians, it's just their evil counterparts of the Justice yeah, League. The new Injustice. And we'll have like, a, and we'll have like Zoom appear as a <sighs> flash and stuff. That's a good point. There's no Hunter Zolomon in the new 52 continuity. Yeah. So he could be a returning character. And especially now he's in the Flash. And he's nowhere to be seen in the comics. Yeah, they only said characters. They didn't say... They didn't say heroes or villains. No. Um, Titans by Dan Abner and Brett Booth. Now, not a lot lot is known about this book because there's a big emphasis on the Rebirth special not to read this book until you've read Rebirth issue 1. And also, Justice League issue 52 is supposed to tease something for this book, but it actually comes out afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, it's supposedly. one of those ones of they can't say much because the story that leads into the story is still running. Yes. Uh, however, we do know that Nightwing, Donna, Arsenal, Garth, and Lilith are the main team. And I think Nark's in there. Nark. But, um, And then when you have... Now, this is a book that is... This is why I might only do Batman up to... August. All-Star Batman. Written uh, by Scott yes. Snyder. 
with the greatest art team on a book ever. John Romita Jr., Jock, Sean Murphy, and others. But, it's Snyder returning to Batman. I don't care. John Romita Jr., Jock, and Sean Murphy drawing Batman. <laughs> I, fair enough. They could, uh, To be honest, still, best Batman ever drawn for me is Jim Lee. Hush. That's fighting words, that loud. <laughs> yeah, but it's true words. <laughs> Jim, me and Jim Lee don't get along. Um, <laughs> but apparently, from what I've read and heard, it's going to mix the Defiant ones with Mad Max, which that just sounds awesome. Um, yeah, alright. Batman's taking Two Face cross country, but Two Face has a reward for anyone who can stop them. Yes, please. Uh, will uh, Catwoman, Mister Freeze, Croc? And the biggest villain reveal yet. Mm. The one thing I'm not so sure about this book is uh, Duke Thomas, who right. is the We Are Robin Robin, will be a focus. Oh. But it has been teased as a possible villain, so that could be interesting. Uh, the other two artists I have written down here, Declan Shalvey uh, and Tula Lote. Cyborg. We don't know anything about Cyborg. We don't care. No one cares about Cyborg. Um, Deathstroke. Deathstroke has a new look. Deathstroke has a family. Yeah, and they're on his hit list. And this is written by Christopher Priest. Because I just recently flicked through the previews just to remind myself. His family are actually all of his, his children, most of them who became Titans. Yes. And this scares me, because we have Jericho has returned, Ravager 2 has returned, and Ravager 1. Ravager 1 means nothing. He was the one who literally died first, and why Deathstroke became a Titan villain. But Jericho and Ravager were beca- uh, Ravager 2, rather, which is Rose Wilson, became Titans. They had an amazing story as Titans. Mm. Now, Deathstroke, I've, it's been off my radar since it started, because it's been one of those ones of, why did you make a great villain his own personal hero? I have a feeling that all they've done is just ripped this part of Titan mythology out for their own crazy Deathstroke. Yep. Beads. Anyway, let's speed through the rest yep. of it. Now, Harley Quinn, same as always. Don't care. Uh, same creative team, same everything. JLA. Is an unknown book. All we know is the title. We don't know who the team, creative team is. We don't know who the team in the book is. We don't know anything about it. It's very secretive. No one knows. Um, I think Rebirth will. I think yeah. the, the Rebirth one will be where it now. Really, I found another book where I'm torn. Mm-hmm. And for the similar reason, but reverse with uh, um, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Suicide Squad. Art by Jim Lee, but written by Rob Williams, who's writing Martian Manhunter. I do love that book. Um, it's a team that's a team that's very similar to the film: Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Katana, Harley Quinn, and Croc. Jim Lee claims a gravity is brought to the book, as the premise allows characters to be killed. Harley and Croc are some sort of new duo, and Harley will have different costumes. And he's also teased that one of the following characters will be joining the team. Doomsday, Mr. Mutzputluck, or General Zod. 
either of those three, I want to read it. <laughs> Especially mm. if it's Mr. Miss Pigley. It's probably going to be him out of the three. The one that makes the most sense would be Zod. But, I don't know. Yes and no, because it's Zod. And yeah. Zod don't take orders from no one. You. Um, next up, Batman Beyond, which is Dan Yogan's. But we don't know who's in the suit. It's very no. believed to be McGuinness's back. Um, but how does he the get arc's back? called Return. Yeah. McGuinness. It's probably a good, good bet. Now, the next book I'm very, very excited for. Because we all know how much I love Blue Beetle. And he's back. He's back, everybody. Ted Cord's back. Written by Keith Given, the man who wrote Justice League International. Art by Scott Collins. Amy Reyes will be trained by his new mentor, Ted Cord. Yeah! A book that we can both love. <laughs> and Dr. Fate will also star and help uncover the secrets of the Scarab. Now, could that be another returning character? Or if it's the is her- it the yeah, new, if- horrible, disgusting... No, no, don't Dr. jinx Fate. it. Don't jinx this book. Do not jinx this book. But apparently we'll, he will help uncover the secrets of the Scarab. So we will hope cool. that it is the society. Uh, we don't have many more to go. We've got a few more to go. Uh, Supergirl by Steve Orlando and Brian Ching. Supergirl's back. She's now conveniently working for the DEO, like in the TV show. And um, wearing the same costume as the yes. Um She's a high school student, so it looks like she's de-aged a little bit. Um, yeah, a little. Her demons from her Kryptonian past are coming back. She's repowered. And there's a new cyborg Superman in town, but it's Zor-El. Because that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to give it a go. I have been yeah. enjoying Supergirl a lot, um, and cyborg Superman Zor-El sounds stupid, but I love the sound of it. Uh, Superwoman by Phil Jimenez. Lois Lane will be the new Superwoman, spinning out of Super League, but which Lois will it be? There's currently three Loises in current continuity. Yeah, this is. This there's is the pre-52 Lois, there's the new 52 Lois, and then there's the evil Lois Lane from Earth 3 Superwoman, but I doubt it's her. My bet is new 52 Lois. Because it seems that her powers, the powers of the new 52 Superman, will be split between Superwoman and the new Superman. Um. Uh, Lana Lang's a supporting character, which means I have to read it, and will also debut Ultra Woman, which I'm guessing is a three one. Is a that three will be her, yeah. Um, Super Sons, not a lot's known. All we know is Damien and Jonathan Kent will team up, which you got a bit annoyed by because you thought it was the return of Superboy, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I it could kind of is. Mean. It's a new Superboy, and I'll, I'll give Jonathan a go. Yeah, he's a pretty good character. I've been reading Lois and Clark. He's pretty good. Uh, and then two more from Teen Titan, uh, from DC Rebirth, and we'll quickly talk about Young Animal. Damian Wayne wants to lead the new team of the Teen Titans, written by Ben, ben Percy and John Boy Myers. I'm very excited for that. Damian book. Wayne leading. However, no one else wants him to, so they fight him. Yep. <laughs> Starring Beast Boy, Wally West, Starfire, and Raven. And there's also a hunt for Raza Ghoul. So you're on for that. <laughs> Very excited for it, yeah. I'll give it a read. Sounds fun. 
Damian Wayne getting beaten up by the rest of the Titans. That'll be fun. And then lastly for DC Rebirth, Trinity by Francis Manipal. The idea that Francis Manipal will draw a book of Wonder Woman, Superman and Batman all fighting together is the best thing that DC's done in a long time. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful book. He's writing and drawing it. Wow. That be good. And then, while not involved with DC Rebirth, in October we will be introduced to a new DC imprint, which is the first time in a long time there's been a new DC. It will all take place inside the DC universe, but very separate from the rest of it. I'm going to leave the best at last. The first, and sort of this, it's called Young Animal, and it's a, a mature reader's DC imprint, and is taking sort of the more experimental DC characters that have been cut, been and gone uh, since the 60s. Uh, first up, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye, which is the best cut title for a comic I've ever read. <laughs> uh, that's by John Riviera. And right. Michael Oming. Michael Oming on art. That's nice. Um, Shade the Changing Girl. Obviously Shade Changing Man, but now as a girl. Uh, by Cecil Castellucci. Lucci. Uh, and Marley Zocconi. Then Mother Panic, who is a new character. Created by Jared Way and Jody Hauser. Um, yes, this whole imprint is fronted by Gerard Way. And will be uh, that. He'll be the runner of this. Mother Panic's a new Gotham-based character. And lastly... Now, ah, that's a good point. I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I used to criticise Doom Patrol quite a bit on this show. Yes, you did. I apologise for everything bad I ever said about the Doom Patrol. They're the greatest thing that ever happened to the DC Universe. Specifically, Grant Morrison's run. And seems as though Gerard Way is the new trainee Grant Morrison... He's writing a Doom Patrol book, which stars Flex Mentalo, a man with muscles who, when he flexes them, alters reality. It's the oh best thing God. that's ever happened to DC. It's amazing. I love Doom Patrol. I apologise, DC, for everything bad I ever said about Doom Patrol. Give me more Monsieur Malar. <laughs> Monsieur Malar's in a Teen Titan book. You what? In the next issue, in one of the next last issues of the Teen Titans current run, Monsieur Malau will be appearing. <gasps> I believe it's issue twenty-one. He is Monsieur Malau. So yeah, be there. Doom Patrol's written by Jared Way with art by Nick Darrington. So what's missing? Shazam. Um, Shazam. Where's Shazam? Is gone. But Shazam's in the preview book, so I'm wondering if he's becoming a leaguer again. Where is? Justice Society. He Jeff Johns specifically said in his DC announcement rebirth that they're working on the Justice Society. Where is he? Where is it? Give it to me. <laughs> Probably rebirth will give you the um, info. Yeah, we'll find out. And on the back of the DC previews catalog, you do. They are trapped inside an hourglass. So, fingers crossed. The Justice Society will return. We need more Wildcat. We need more. And also, Atom Manhunter are we there next to the league. Yes. <gasps> oh, can you imagine if Manhunter's joining the league again? Along with Atom. Along with Atom. Cyborg's there as well. Oh. Uh, is there anything else that's missing? Wally West. Um, I 
Martian Manhunter. That's a shame that that comic's going. It's been bloody brilliant. Um, but no. So Rebirth is looking good. Some good signs. A lot of nice stuff returning. A lot of new stuff. Superman stuff looking interesting. Batman stuff less so. Wonder Woman looks awesome. Justice League, yeah. Um, Titans are a big push. Both of the Titans, Titans and Teen. Uh, yeah. So we. I'm gonna say it here first. DC are gonna regain a lot of fans from this book, from this initiative. Yeah. They're gonna get a lot of people back. If that's only for five months, it's only for five months. But this is going to get a lot of people back. Unlike Marvel, which has turned a lot of people off in the last few months. The one thing we have missed, and it's not a proper rebirth thing, but it's kind of been thrown in there as a preview as well. Wacky Raceland. Yeah, well, actually, we haven't talked about them at all, those books, except for my quick mention of Scooby Apocalypse. Essentially, Hanna-Barbera comics are being rebooted for an older audience which is insanely bizarre, but so cool at the same time. There is Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. There's an apocalypse that Scooby-Doo and his mystery gang have to fight off. Um, written by Keith Given, so I'm all over that. Uh, Jim Lee's drawing the covers, but he's, and he's doing helping with the story, but he's not drawing it regularly, so I'm all good. Um, Wacky Raceland is Mad Max meets Wacky Racers and looks like the greatest, most coolest, awesomest thing ever. Muttley's got a little mecha suit. How cool is that? It's it's kind of terrifying at the same time. I just love uh, uh, this this take on all those characters when you look at the cover. It's just brilliant. Oh, yeah. Just do yourselves a favour, type in Wacky Raceland on, on Google and find the cover. Uh, you've then got uh, the Flintstones, which is the one that I'm not sure about because it just looks like it's a family drama comic and they're messing around with the Flintstones. Plus, it's Jimmy Power, Palmiotti, and Amanda Connor, so I'm out. Um, but then you've got Future Quest, which is where they're shoving every other <laughs> Hanna Barbera character. Except, yeah, pretty is much. Top Cat Hanna Barbera? Oh, I don't think it is. No, because I want to see a but Top Cat comic. No, I, think I don't want to see that Top Cat Halifax commercial anymore. Hang on, let me check. <laughs> I love uh, Top Cat. No, it is a Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Okay, DC. Listen to me now. Give me a Top Cat comic where he's fighting crime. No, let's get a gangster one. <gasps> Scarface Top Cat. Oh, that would be amazing. Mm, you see Officer Dibble? <laughs> <laughs> I've got you in a very big mix. Here's 50 pounds. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that's DC Slate for the next year, pretty much. Yeah, pretty um, much. And that is all I have to say on that. I believe so that would that's be everything we have to say the about end. the show. It's a big it's show. It's a big show. It might be split into two parts. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe just a little. This is over two hours. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, so, when you when this is online, by the time it's online, uh, the Facebook page should be up. Um. Uh, yep. Email at jakearcher16 at gmail dot com if you have any feedback whatsoever. I will be happy to bring it to attention and 
any questions you ask that would you would like to be read on the show, just give us a shout. I'll read them out. Unless they're boring, then I won't. Um, but yes, so keep reading your comics, keep watching your movies, keep playing your video games. I'm gonna go play more Uncharted, and I will speak to you next time. And for me as well, thank you for listening to this reboot, and uh, we'll see you next time.